Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Growing Otaku Council podcast. I'm your host, Ace. And I'm your host, McMillian. And today we're back for episode 13. And just like always, if you would like to be a part of the council and join us every week, then make sure you hit that subscribe button as well as follow us on social media so you can stay up to date on all the news about the council. And just as a friendly reminder for any new listeners out there or watchers, um, this podcast consists of me, McMillian, choosing three anime of the current anime seasons, which is the winter 2022 as the time of right now. And our three animes that we're currently following week along with weekly are The Case Study of Anitas, Attack on Titan, and Demon Slayer. So if you prefer to hear us um, talk about one of those animes other than the other and you want to skip straight to that section, the timestamps will be down below in the YouTube video in the description as well as it will be in the episode description on the audio only platforms as well in case you guys just want to skip on over to those sections. All right. And with all that being said, council is now session. Let the meeting begin. Mm hmm. All right, guys, today, so going directly into our council announcements that we have for this week. So our first council announcement we have for the week is that this week is a double upload week. So also this week, um, episode, well, first of all, episode 13 will be releasing on Wednesday, February the 9th, as well as either on the, haven't got a set date yet, but either on the Friday on the 11th or Saturday on the 12th, we'll be releasing our next special episode, special episode number five. We'll be giving our thoughts and opinions on the new Pokemon Legend of Arceus game. So just be on the lookout for that. That'll be dropping either Friday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, so just be on the lookout for that. As well as our next council announcement that we have mm -hmm. here for today is as well as on the February 9th, the Anime Crunchyroll Awards will be streaming the 2022 awards. Um, we plan, we're planning, keyword, we are planning to do a live stream, but we are not sure if we're legally allowed to live stream this on YouTube. We're not sure if we can just only do this on Twitch and we don't want to really make a new Twitch account just for this one live stream. So in the case that we can't really live stream this on YouTube, we're just going to record our reaction to the anime Crunchyroll Awards and we're going to post that on YouTube as well, as well as our audio. Well, so can we post that? Mainly, probably this might just be a YouTube only one. We'll see how mm -hmm. it goes for the audio platform only ones. But so just be on the lookout for that as well. And that is all the council announcements I have for today. So moving on to our first anime that we have slated for the list today, we're going to start with the case study of Vanitas. Yeah. Episode 16, titled The Beast. And. Was it a beast of an episode? <laughs> Who can say? Who can say? Um, but I, it, just like well, well, just like last time, we mentioned that we started our new format. So we're going to start with what we learned from episode 16 of the case study of Vanitas. Yeah. So um, I called y'all. I called it. The phone rang. Chloe was not, in fact, the beast of Gavadon. Uh, it was, in fact, our boy Jean-Jacques. Um, it was revealed to us after, um, basically him and Noi had a confrontation where he <laughs> straight up kind of just forced Noi to drink his blood. And as we all know, Noi has the ability to look into the past of the people he drinks blood from. And he saw that, uh, Jean was a vampire that Chloe had decided to take in, um, into her care because he was, uh, abandoned by his family. And that, and one thing led to another where people started to become afraid of Chloe. 
and seek her out due to the fact like they believe she was a witch or that she herself was the beast. And he, uh, John Jack, to protect his newfound friend, family made a deal with Charlatan slash Nanania to become the beast of Gavadon. They still catch me off guard with this name. Yeah, I, look, I, look, I'd be feeling weird when we talk about it because I'm just like, do I call it Charlatan? Do I call it Nania? What, uh, listen, they introduced me to her as Charlatan, so that's what I'm going to keep calling her until they explain why the hell are they calling her Nania. As far as I know, her name is Charlatan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm calling that's, her. That's the name your mama gave you. That's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you were correct. The Beast is John Jack, but that is also one of our theories that was theorizing when. The season first mm-hmm. started. It was like you know the beast could be John Jet because you know just because John A was saying that it might be Chloe is not you no know, it's not may not just be the case. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it did turn out to be John Jack, which is like I said, we, it's not. It did catch me off guard, you know, because this was something that was was theorizing on. So yeah, I mean they were me calling. Guard. They said there was a beast and a white witch, and I mean like Chloe got white hair. I don't. She also the beast. I don't know. I I was like I don't think so, especially the way she kept kind of dodging the question when noi showed up so yeah yeah we finally uh, got right. a confirmation on that and then so is also as far as our whole time travel situation that we got going on in case that we need is we found out that they're actually stuck in a time loop they didn't i guess you could still say technically they went back in time but they're stuck in a time loop they didn't necessarily fully just like go back in time mm-hmm. um which is weird we're assuming that at least i'm assuming that this time loop was created by um chloe's curse that's what i'm assuming instead of since chloe's curse is not being the beast i'm assuming that her curse was to make no create this time loop or whatever that happened so what I, do you I, think about that i i don't necessarily disagree because uh Vanitas did mention in the episode that oh this time loop might be co- is probably the cause of a curse bear i was just think uh, for me personally i thought it was more of the alteration engine because the moment she started using it it seemed like the loop got came right back around but it could be possible that she that it could be her curse um we'll probably get more into why that is later on the episode but they did show basically kind of like a scene that someone made it seemed like uh chloe made a deal to have that could have resulted in stuff constantly repeating due to what had happened to something that happened to Jean and her. Correct. Um, in their past. Correct. 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 Um. Also, this episode we learned Chloe's true intention for with the alteration engine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we thought at at the beginning. Um, at at the beginning towards the episode, we thought that her attention was going to be destroy all of Guava Don. But then we quickly find out that that was her, not her intention. And her true intention for the alteration engine was to use it to destroy Charlatan. She -hmm. wanted to give Charlatan a physical form so that she can actually kill her. Kill her. And that is basically where the episode ended was right there. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, which is crazy. Uh, And I thought that was crazy. I was pointing out to Ace earlier uh, before we uh, got on the camera that I was like, um, this is a great. Uh, scene because there was set up for it and the fact that uh she was she was talking to uh Nenania about how Noi and John Jack were getting along so well and how like she would be su- she's surprised she's not jealous or something like that like you're such an adult because if it was me somebody touching the things I owned I'd get 
really upset and and close. I know I'm very childish. I do I, I I am getting ups- I I do get upset about that. And I the whole time you think they're just talking about Doi, but Chloe was like, "Hey, well, fuck you." That's <laughs> that's what I'm upset about because um uh later on we find out that well basically I already said it that uh Jean-Jacques made a deal with Nenania and I was and basically made him a cursed vampire and that is what this whole like allu- thing was alluding to that Nanania t- uh, basically got in John Jack's head and made him into something Chloe never wanted him to be. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's it's sad because you know John Jack was the only other person slash vampire that you know Chloe came into contact with too, besides um Lord Ruthven. But then you know Lord Ruthven turned on him. Yeah, and, and then she didn't get to see Jeanne again until. She came to destroy the beast. Yeah. And it was just yeah, like, which, well. Which the next thing we found out this episode was that when Jeanne did come back to fight the beast, she actually never truly fought it. She saw Chloe and and uh, Jean-Jacques uh, basically like on this mountaintop. And she, it, she was posed. Like, like she was geared up like she was ready to fight. But she didn't go through with it. Yeah. And then, and, you know, that led to... Chloe, you know, jumping off the cliff and committing suicide, but then at that point she also um, she she made her deal. Ma- that's when she made her deal with Charlatan. So I'm assuming at that point it's probably when the time loop was made right there. Yeah. Um but then they didn't a little bit after that, though. Yeah. The only yeah, thing right. they did confirm though is that mo- that was the moment where she made her deal with Charlatan though. Mm-hmm. So but the time loop could have been made at a different point though. Yeah. But, and then know, in re- and also in relation to like the reason that was happening, so we found out that uh, Corby came like a curse bear because of that and trying to like escape with Jean Jacques. But the reason those things happened was we found out that the church. Oh well, it's not fully confirmed yet, but Vanitas theorized that the church was trying to hunt down Chloe as a vampire. But after the war with humans, vampire hunts became outlawed. So the church probably orchestrated people in the town of Gavinder. Gavendon to believe in the beast. Correct. And that Chloe herself was the reason it was happening and so that their their hunts could continue. Which makes a lot of sense, but then at the same time, you know, from from that instance, Chloe figured that she found out that it's basically the people that was sent out to her was basically the people from Lord Ruthven. And you can I guess with with all that being said, the reason why he did that because he knows about the alteration engine, so he probably mm-hmm. made you know quote unquote made all this up so he can go and kill Chloe and then you know take the alteration engine for and use it for yeah and use it for his own purposes, um, which I didn't think about at first because you know it also in this episode there was they mentioned how you know John Jack did become the beast but before he became the beast that somebody else was doing all the killings and stuff. And then, you know, that's when we found out about the church and everything it's like that. that. Yeah. But now, you know, now it makes sense because if Lord Ruthven was the one behind the attacks, then the reason why he, you know, sent his people out there and stuff was because, you know, he already knew about the alteration engine. So he was just, you know, he going to get the alteration engine, engine, basically. Yeah, yeah that was perfect which makes setup. Complete, which, yeah, which makes complete sense. Once, right. you know, once it all comes back around. It makes mm-hmm. complete sense. Um, but do you have anything else? No, for this section. It's a, uh, no, I think that's as much as detail as we really got to learn from like this specific episode. Um, seems like next episode we're going to begin 
a fight between Noi and Alstafo, though, and then like a Chloe and I, 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 Shaw, but if, if that's a fight, I don't know because it does not look like that. It looked like she just go straight up murder her, but yeah. Um, like to move on from there to talk about like some favorite scenes I had. We got uh, dislikes first. Oh, that's right, that's right. It's dislikes first. If so for any. so for me with this episode, I didn't really find anything I disliked about it. I thought the way like the events happened and the way they were orchestrated made sense, especially since I was like, it was confirming some theories I had about like uh the setting and the where we were initially for like this anyway so mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't really feel like there was anything wrong or i don't even have let's say a slight nitpick for this episode you got okay. anything no um the only thing like i guess i really didn't have any dislikes or nitpicks as well for this episode the only really thing i could nitpick is just this them just still calling charlotte tanania is just still out of nowhere Throwing like, it off, they yeah. didn't even, like they're not explaining it like was was there a name change somewhere along the line? Like, I just need an explanation. Like, if if like if the writers just decided to change her name to Nania for some reason, I, I don't know. I just they just don't explain it, and it's just confusing. Unless, yeah, especially- unless this list her name change has significance that's going to get revealed later on. I just yeah, it's just confusing to me. I mean, it's possible. I mean, the the the, the I don't know how Charlton is going to get out of the predicament they have her in currently, but it might. They might like do some bash- back flash, uh, like some uh, flashbacks to mm-hmm. uh, basically maybe like Charlotte Temple before she became whatever the type of entity she is currently. Yeah, but I mean, but other than that, um, nah, I don't really have any dislikes for this episode. Like I said, everything just when all the stuff that we learned all fit together so well. So I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't have any complaints out of this episode at all. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, to get to the likes, I get uh, real quick. I, so the my some of my favorite scenes for this episode were just like really like uh, for instance, I think um the scene between when uh Jean and Chloe had like when uh he had she had came to confront her about being the beast. I really enjoyed that because like you got to see the chaos that was happening like with the villagers and everything and like how that had all been set up and then you just get like this look of I don't know it was, it was like anger but also I'd like I don't regret almost on Jean's face uh, uh, when she came to confront Chloe because it was like I don't want to do this but I kind of have to like you're a danger and then Chloe just looking like oh man we can't fight I'm not going to fight you like yeah because then at the same like I thought Chloe was going to be like you know Oh yeah, it's it's Jeanne. Like you're the hellfire witch. All this is good. Like you know we're saved. But then she was like, okay, well since it's you, come kill us. Like you wanted to be killed by the hands of Jeanne, the person, like one of the persons that you've been waiting to see again for X amount of years, and you finally get to see her again. It's just like, oh thank, I thank God it's you. Now please kill me. Like <laughs> I guess it's like if anyone was to do it, I, I I I'm glad it's you kind of situation. But it was just. Terrible. I think that's why at the end she just kind of decided to jump off because she was like, "I can't make you do that." Yeah, I agree. Um, so one of my favorite scenes <laughs> for this episode is when um, Vanitas finally catches up to No Way, and then right after he like punches that's him in the head, Mur Mur pulls <laughs> up with No Way's coat, and then just straight punches him Punch as him. well, yeah. which I thought was hilarious because Mur is just always around for some real reason, like even in danger, like she. He, he's just there 
like just chilling, just yeah, always. No, and it was just no. funny how he pulled up with the coat and like you left this motherfucker and just okay. socked his ass. Take this shit. Yeah, no, that <laughs> shit was that, that was funny. Uh, Murr is definitely probably like the com- comedic relief when they do give Murr screen time. But like I, I did like uh, Venetius's and uh, Noy's reunion because it was uh, so funny. Because uh, Noy was like, I didn't know that I, I was, I was, I was so worried about you. I didn't know if you survived and no and. Venus is like, what you? You were worried. What about me? <laughs> and then, and then, Noah's like, huh? What? What you saying? He's like, then, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, so you do care about me? Huh? <laughs> and then, and they just go right past that, and then Mer yeah. punches him in the, and then like Mer punches him in the face. It was just a really funny scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like to piggyback off that, I think uh, Noah the the preparation of Noah trying to uh, fight Astolfo. That's another scene I really like because they came into. Uh, Contact and Venetius like, oh god, dang it! Now we gotta deal with the church. And Noah's like, hey, just let let, let me handle hey, this because he hey, already listen. He already, you already got... know that boy. No way can box too, so he <laughs> yeah, ready exactly. this time. <laughs> he he ain't boxing for real last time. And Noah like, all right, you know, he this, got caught... this round too. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, he got caught off guard. He said, let, look, let's handle this shit today. He's like, so... no, you you snuck me last time, but this time, no, you know, we're gonna get our proper round in. Oh yeah, we about to throw, throw them bows. Throw them bows. <laughs> <laughs> So that that definitely should be a good fight next um next episode in between. Yeah, I look them. I look forward to it, especially like just with the whole setup of like what's going on right now because mm-hmm. like John Jack is out, <laughs> Chloe got Nanania slash Charlatan tied up, Vanita's looking for his book. It, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last my last favorite scene, at least this last one I got, was at the very end of the episode when we got the plot twist that Charlatan wasn't trying to destroy Guavadon and she was actually trying to destroy um, Charlatan. Just like I said, just because you got to see when she used the alteration engine, then, you, you know, it pulls up the whole big view of the world phone and everything. And then it just zoomed in on Charlatan's being and. Yeah, then she oh yeah, she gets her own body and stuff up. like that, and then she's all yeah. tied up and stuff like oh, it, it just for one for the fact that it was the the plot to us because it was like damn, like I, I this I definitely did not expect this yeah. at all, like at all that the fact that she was trying to kill Charlton was her true goal totally caught me off guard, and then for the fact that how she trying to go about it was like I can't physically touch you, so I need to be able to give you a body somehow. You know what? That's what I'm gonna use the alteration engine for, for. Mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, it's ah, wow, wow. Yeah, no, and it, even like the look of Char- of Charlton's physical form was is just so interesting because I'm just like, what are what is this? Are you an, <laughs> like what type of entity are you? Like what is going on? Yeah. Um. So besides that one, I did have one more. It was just okay. like w- when Venetius. It was like actually right before that when Venetius showed up. And asked Chloe, like, announced to Chloe who he was. <laughs> and then he was like, where's my book? And Chloe's like, what what book? And he's like, the book of Adidas. You know, the the, the blue-bound book with the black pages? Oh, it's it's somewhere in here. Somewhere in here. He is like, <laughs> we're, we're in a library full of books just scattered everywhere. You mean, what do you mean somewhere, somewhere in here? In here. <laughs> and she just, it was so funny because every other vampire is, like, so scared of the name the Venetius and then the book of Venetius and Chloe's yeah. just like what I I tried to get the jewel from it I couldn't do it and so I just told John to put it wherever and he's just like what I, how the f- huh yeah. <laughs> which which is interesting because that means that Chloe knows nothing about Venetius which is understandable because you know, she's been in you know Guavadon her whole life yeah. but just um 
just for the fact that I guess, you know, Vanitas never went to Wavon to, you know, mess with Chloe or nothing. But at the same time, I guess, you know, how would he know about her? Because, you know, she was a secret. But, you know, it's just interesting. You know, she doesn't know about Vanita. So, like you say, she's she's not scared of, you know, the name or the mention of that as well. She's just like, what are you talking about? about like, I, I, like, I don't know. I threw that book. So it's somewhere around here. Right here. Right? <laughs> I mean, you can look for it if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's somewhere around here, which is even funny because now with all this stuff going on, he's going to have to fight and scourge around and look for the book at the same time, which is going to be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And it also, yeah, it really begs the question, what... Can, I, I'm just wondering, can they defeat Charlton without the book or probably, not? And maybe and now because she actually has a physical form. And then probably before this, I would probably say no. Say no. And then I guess also it's like, um, will if how long is it going to take them to find it to the point where like will they be able to heal John? Would like heal John, Jack, and Chloe of their curses before something really bad happens to them? Because I just, I, I feel like we're getting set up for some really emotional damage and stuff to happen. <laughs> I agree. And, and I'm not, and I'm not here for it. Like, I'm here to watch, I'm here for the story, but I don't want to get hurt, okay? <laughs> I, I agree, I agree. My dog is being very clingy right now. He is, <laughs> he is not wanting to leave me alone. <laughs> but, um, all right, so we can just move on straight into the episode rating. Um, I think I'm going to give this one. A solid seven. Okay, that was also the, what I would, uh, was going to give it as well. Okay, because, I mean, we, we got a lot of store, store reveal and world building in this episode. And then just the major plot twist at the end, which with Chloe, that the fact that, you know, like I said, she's actually trying to destroy Charlotte and just completely caught me off guard. Oh, like, God, I, yeah. I, this was the last thing I was expecting for her to try to, for, um, to her to use the alteration engine with. Yeah, because um, the whole time. They were acting buddy buddy, like Nanania was like Chloe's like pet bird that you see on pirate shoulders, just like wrapping herself around and everything. So when that happened, I was just like, "Wow, this is okay. Yeah. What is going to happen from this point on?" You know? Yeah. So like I said, solid seven. Um. So yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm definitely looking forward. It 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 was very nice setup to I think what might happen next episode. No, so, I agree. Next episode should be a good one. It definitely should be a good one. Mm-hmm. Definitely looking forward to it. So, well, we're going to move on. That's the end of the case of Vanilla. So, we're going to move on from this anime. We're going to head to our next anime we got for today. We're going to be talking about Attack on Titan, episode 80 from U2000 years ago. And this was a, another wild episode. Like, every, every new episode that keeps coming out. It just has me thinking, like, what, what, what have the manga readers <laughs> been complaining about? Like, I just, I, I just want to know, like, what, what is upset in the manga I, readers? I would also. This is one I have not read, even though I, uh, except for just a little bit when they was on that long, very long hiatus. Because, but uh, yeah, I, whew, I, this, this had a lot of, <laughs> uh, of like just story, and it's just crazy, like all the revelations that we're getting. From uh, even past like last episode, because last episode had a had a hell of a lot in my opinion. Hell yeah, so. and it, this one had just as much as well. So I mean, mm-hmm. going in, going into straight straight into what we learned. Um, so th- to, on this episode, we got to actually see Yamir's past in this episode, and we got to learn that 
Ymir was a slave, which is interesting because, you know, we got we find out you know, that she's a slave to the royal um bloodline and stuff like that. But we also but we actually got to learn that you no, know, most of this came to be because she was an actual slave in her original life, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um which is which it also ties into something else we learned. I'm just gonna say this because it's it's part of the what we learned from Ymir's past and stuff, that Eldia and Marley have been fighting with each other since the founding years times, days. Yeah. So it this this struggle is not new. They've been fighting with each other for years. Which is wild. Like the, the king of I mean, Eldia we, just pulled up one day to Ymir's town, slaughtered and enslaved their whole town. It was just wild. Yeah, and then took her at the at, and it's crazy, just the implication of like how this all started. Like we knew that Eldia and uh Marley had been fighting for like a long time, but to take it all the way back to the founding of the type, like the founding it's of Titan, is wow, even like, crazier. So you like it's just like I said, like you just mean to tell me this been going on for this long? Like you said, we know we they've been fighting for a minute, but just like you said, the fact that it's just going all the way back to the founding of Mir's time is just crazy. It's just crazy, all because we're not we're not sure what their conflict was. Um, between you know LD and Marley, all we know is just that the king of LD pulled up to Ymir's town think, and just slaughtered and enslaved everybody. I, I mean, if I had from there, if I mean, if I had to guess, I'm assuming it's the fact that the king of LD just wanted everything. He said, I, "Look, I you got." Know, I, if I had to guess, I would guess that as well. You know, he's just going I, for you no know, world domination and Asian, stuff like, like that. He's yeah. like, "Look, I, I'm the king of this. I can take whatever I want until somebody stop me." And oh, lo and behold, I got this slave girl for some reason who who can turn to a titan. At any point, and does not do shit to me. I don't get that, but regardless, yeah. Hey. So speaking of that, so we're just gonna head touch up on this as well. So we, along with Ymir's past, we also found out how she came into contact with her finding Titan's powers. So basically, this this is also wild. I, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> they. She was outed out by her by the rest of the slaves as she lost let one of the pigs loose and snitched. I guess yeah she basically got snitched on I don't even know if she if she was did if, it, yeah exactly because but they it, all basically just snitched on her. My question is why is a pig getting loose such a serious offense? I don't know, but regardless, it was such a serious offense that they was gonna cut out the eye one eye from all the slaves if they didn't find out who it was. As soon as they found out who it was. They went on a manhunt to kill her, which, once again, I don't understand why losing a pig <laughs> is going to cost me my life. But yet here we are. Uh, mm-hmm. Ymir's running for, running for her dear life from the, her pursuers, just shooting arrows at her and stuff. And she finds this big ass, big ass tree, which basically resembles the coordinate. And mm-hmm. she goes into the tree, falls into a pool of water and... Lo, a, lo, lo and behold, go ahead and tell them what, what we found, McMillian. So it's either a parasite or something. It looks like a parasite. Like it looks like a the clear centipede, weird type thing. Attaches her attaches itself to the back of like Ymir's body, and then she become then she takes on the form of the founding Titan. And then from there, they just kind of go on like this little montage of showing the fact that like oh Ymir throughout the years began to help. Uh, the Eldia nation conquer and take whatever they wanted yes. to the point where like the king is like oh I'm going to I'm going to reward you by you having my children because you know that's that what everybody wants <laughs> and and then all the way up until 
Ymir passed due to the fact of like her trying to protect the king and mm-hmm. the way they're like, okay, so the Ymir's power must be preserved. And that is where we get the fact that the king decided to feed their mom to his kids and that is how the Titans powers were passed down. I you thought it was just generation. You thought it was just with the Titans and the shift and no it was real people eating other real people and it's, it just spanned from generation to generation. And you get this really well it's I don't I well I'll bring it up in my favorite scenes, but this you get this really cool scene to illustrate how Yamir was involved in all of that. But, yeah. But but it's just wild because you they finally revealed us basically how Eldia became this dominant uh, force. And it's okay. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> all right now, calm down. But anyways, but um you you we finally get revealed, you know, how Eldia became this dominant force and it you know it makes sense because, you know, back in the olden times, you know, n- nobody has nothing to compete with a titan. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. what what can you do against a a sword and a spear? It's all right. Come on now. Don't don't be doing all this, sir. Sebastian said you trying to get on this podcast review. <laughs> he is upset at something. Well, yeah, but um, you know, back in that time, you know, there, there's nothing somebody can do against a titan with a with a fucking sword and a spear. It's just like you know, you can't beat it. So it's understandable why they dominated so early because it, it happened during the times where you know their only weapons yeah. was like stuff like you know sword shields and spears and arrows and stuff like that. You know, it made complete sense why they went on a you know total domination. You know, they, they, mm-hmm. they, there's literally nothing you know in the world right now that can truly stop a titan. Don't like the only way that I see it happen is they some they they just have so many forces that they just somehow outnumbered Ymir. But I mean, she she was, was never fighting alone though. So yeah, that was like a statistical impossibility. Yeah, so it was like a, a chance of that happening is very slim to none. So it was just I, it just makes complete sense, you know, like why they went on total, you know, total world domination. You know, th- nothing can stop a titan. At, but at, that, you know, at that point in time, you yeah, know, they, there was nothing that could stop a titan at that point in time. Yeah. But as we all know now, we we got means of taking these guys out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just yeah, just wild, just wild. Uh, um, um, did you want? I guess we can so, touch this. I we can touch upon this. It's just. This just gets into the a, a lot of the weird discussions the time. on time travel and stuff like that, and <laughs> yeah, and uh, we we probably don't necessarily need to go that deep into it. Okay, like, so all right, well, well, we won't go deep into it then. But uh, basically, the whole the point in time to where Aaron was able to actually talk to Grisha, one we did get a confirmation that it was it was Aaron at that point in time that Gersha was actually seeing and hearing at that time when Aaron was speaking to him and forcing him you no know, edging him on to actually kill the fine time but then too um that moment could only happen because Zeke, Zeke brought him into the coordinate, coordinate to view his dad's memory and stuff like that if that so from that we assuming that if Zeke does not bring him in that that moment can't happen but then at the same time you know, I, we was talking to this. I was realized, talking to this about McMillian um, off camera. You know, he only realized this after he kissed Historia's hand, hand and stuff like yeah. that, which causes a lot of like, is this a fixed point? Like, how does this all work if he never touched Historia's hand? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's like the whole thing. Like we were talking about last episode, like how this all seemed to work on Aaron's, the future Aaron's grand design for Correct. this to happen, basically. 
And so it, it's we could get we could talk about this later for about the next thirty minutes on how like <laughs> this weird time travel stuff could be. It's just like would this happen if Aaron did not have is this did this happen? Was this moment always predestined to happen? Like was Aaron always predestined to end up here at the coordinate with Zeke and stuff like that? And th- therefore that this moment will always happen no matter what. I don't know. We could like I said we could go on and on about this. So we're just not even gonna go too deep into that. It's just. That's an interesting just, fact that we yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just that this episode thing. feels. Um, and lastly, for like things learned, um, everybody, he did it. Aaron, Aaron did it. He got what he wanted, and we finally figured out exactly what his uh, intentions were. Is. Yeah, and um, it was to basically, uh, basically what he said before in, in the season three: if we kill all our enemies across the sea, will we truly be free? I'll say this: Aaron is nothing but consistent. Because the moment he got the divine time of power, <laughs> yeah. he he released the rumbling. It happened. It all started, and he reveals a message to the subjects of Ymir, so basically all the Eldians, and he tells them that I'm going to use the rumbling powers to kill everyone else except Eldia, uh, uh the us. people with the yeah, basically us, us basically, and and now we are in a weird thing where I think uh, Ace was making a joke where he's like, Aaron, you are a pro antagonist or something. Yeah, I like it's like I just like legit, like I just don't understand. Like I like on the protagonist side, like I understand it because like you're now you're you're saving you're trying to save your people, but then at the same time, you're gonna kill everybody in the world. Like that's some antagonist type shit right there. Like, yeah, I, no. <laughs> like that's that's villain that's villain. That's that's villainry. Like, on one hand, yeah, you're saving your people, but then on the other hand, you're completely killing everybody else in the world. Ah, come on, Aaron, but where's the balance in this? (laughs) There is no balance. He said, look, freedom. (laughs) Freedom. I am chaos incarnate, he said. Yes, basically. (laughs) And it's just... Every episode of Attack on Titan just been wild, one after another. And that... that Yeah, because my my biggest question moving forward is, what are the people that they're going to do? Because obviously, it's like, we can't it, like I'm wondering are they thinking we can't let this happen can yes, we and because like, th- which brings which brings me to my next point is so I looked it up um so not sure if this is true or not but from one of the uh, these um news articles I found apparently fin- the final season part two is supposed to be 12 episodes long and if that is the case what the fuck is supposed to happen from this point on like I I I'm just, I'm just, I am confusing. Like, I have no idea what we could do for, if if it is truly the case that we're supposed to be getting 12 episodes is at the time of this release, um, is, I think it's been five episodes now so far. So that means we've got like a total, a total of seven episodes left. What the hell is going on? Yeah. What the I, hell is going to happen I, from I, this I, point I, on? I'm really wondering because Armin, like at the end of this episode, Armin and Mikasa were just like, yay, he did it. And then they're just like, wait, hold on, pause, 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 pause. That's way too many Titans. What's what's about to Hold on, my G, what's about to happen? And like you get a perspective from them. Yelena is looking at like, oh, shit, what happened to Zeke? This wasn't Zeke's yeah. plan to do all this. It's just wild. And then, you know, speaking on that about all the Titans and stuff, the last little interesting fact that we did learn today is that the walls of paradise were named after um, Ymir's first children. Yeah. You heard three children, mm-hmm. which is, you know, just a small interesting fact. I think I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's just wild. Like, I, I have completely no idea what the fuck we're going, what 
Attack on Titan has in store. If we if we truly have separate episodes left, what the hell is supposed to be happening? Yeah, because there's definitely, as you pointed out before, there's definitely enough time for I guess whatever fuckery that that <laughs> the manga readers didn't like to rear its head. So, and I don't know. We I'm along for the ride right now. I'm strapped in. I mean, no, this, uh, oh, hundred percent along for the ride. Like I said, from from the beginning of this, you know, final season part two, every episode has been a banger. Every single one, like. Like you said, I'm alone for the ride too, but like at this point, what bullshit can happen? Because we just got the reveal of the found Aaron found Titan and he started rumbling. Mm-hmm. What can possibly happen from this point on? Like, how can they compete against that? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand, but I guess we'll find out here in this next few episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and move on to dislikes. Do you have any for this episode, McMillian? Uh, no, but I know you do. So I I'll do. Let you, have I'll one. give you the floor. I, I, I'm <laughs> going to say this. I, I'm calling bullshit on the parasite. I'm just going to I'm just going to straight up call it. Uh, <laughs> argue, argue with your mama, not me. I don't know how I feel about the way that this this parasite is just shit. Like, OK, I, I understand. I'm not. This is what I'm saying. I'm not under. I can understand that there is maybe some creatures and shit in this big ass tree. Cause why not? You know, it's a fat ass tree. You know, buzz will live in and shit like that. But just some mystical parasite chilling in the water, ready to hand out Titan powers to anybody dumb enough to fall in here. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's just wild to, you, to me. <laughs> from what it sounds like to you, it sounds much too convenient for this thing to have just been in there waiting for somebody. Yes. For it to have happened. For me. I don't know. I mean, like they've already said before, like the Titans were like a gift from God. I don't. The tree could have been connected to some bullshit. I don't know. Look, <laughs> if I start, if I start asking questions about a giant flesh mech anime, am I? What am I really doing? Like, what? I, you, listen, I don't <laughs> listen. I mean, if you're gonna have an anime about giant flesh mechs and shit, at least <laughs> have the origins of them be somewhat. I don't know, somewhat similar to giant flesh mechs. goddammit, it, <laughs> and not just some. Floating, non-buying, transparent centipede chilling in the water, waiting for some dumbass to fall in. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just like I, I'm not like I. In terms of anime wise, I understand. There's no dumbest shit has happened in other animes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's not the not part stupid. I'm really pissed off about. It's just, it's just I don't know. I guess I'm just perplexed that this was what gave your Mary <laughs> Titan powers. I like, yeah, because. Like, I, like out of all the things that could have gave her her powers, this was the last thing that that came. You no, know, that would have came to mind. Yeah, because I think what you said off camera was like you assumed like it was just some giant, uh, some yeah, like like, like, it, like it some other giant some titan. Giant titan just was just always here for some reason, just chilling. It could have been hurt or some shit, or just always. It could have just been imbued into the tree or some bullshit like that, and just chilling. You no, know, it was just always there, watching over the land of the people or some shit, and, and we then, just like, stumbled what? in. And see the Titan. The Titan just reaches out to her. Oh, my child, I will and, save you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like that. That wouldn't have been bad either. I, I, it's just for me. I'm just like okay. I, like what the fuck? <laughs> it's more of just like okay. I, I mean, mystical shit, weird shit, weirder shit. I've seen happen. So I'm just like, all right, cool. The parasite. Yeah. The parasite is the thing that gave people the ability to become tight. I, I ain't mad at it. It's, it's odd. It's a very <laughs> odd choice, but I ain't mad at it. <laughs> As this, so it's just like I said. I'm just very, I don't know. It's just like out out of all the things that could have done that, that would have just been the last thing I thought was it. But yeah, but here, here the fuck we are. You know, here we are. 
Um, which I guess we can just go ahead and go straight into favorite scenes. So go ahead and hit us with it, McMillan, with, with some of your favorite scenes from this uh, episode. So watching um seeing the Titan Fight on Titan, I think for the first time, was really dope. Like you get your oh, your mirrors so cool too, because it's it's huge. It's like bigger I, as big or possibly bigger than the Colossal Titan, I think. And had like this skull face, her ribs cage is coming out partially, and you just see it like decimating in the battlefields and all that like that was it was just a really nice scene to like uh, i said what could what could stop what, her what could what could stop her actually you know what no pause before we go too far i do have one more dislike it just came back to my head <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry everybody pause um speaking on that like after ymir did get her powers why the fuck did she not overthrow the king stockholm syndrome i don't know i thought like, i thought that was dumb too but you you literally have nobody in I, this army can touch you. Nobody. I'm definitely You can literally go, turn into a titan and just take take the fuck over. Like this could be oh, your yeah, kingdom. No, I, this I could mean, be your it, kingdom. Obviously, if it was me or you, we 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 see what we would have done. But <laughs> like I I definitely think if anything it's probably related to like the um, uh mental probably damage that came with becoming like a slave cuz like yeah. I mean, as we know, it, in regular history, there were people like the, the famous quote from uh, Rosa Parks that I would have saved a thousand more slaves if I if only they knew they were slaves, right? Yeah. So I mean, no, oh, not Rosa Parks. I'm, I'm that's a misquote. It was not Rosa Parks. Harriet Tubman. Hands, thank you. Well, I got you. Um, I got you, Chief. You thank know, you. Thank black you. history over here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thank you. Thank. You. I was like, wait, that wasn't Rosa Parks, but <laughs> like. I'm assuming the reason she just didn't go ape shit after becoming a titan is because of that fact. Like, that she truly did, did not recognize how bad it could have been. Because, like, one, another thing, and this goes into a little bit of my favorite scenes, we see Ymir throughout the years still doing the bidding of the royal family, like, creating more and more titans within this, like, in the inside the coordinate world that she's uh was a part of. Like, she was responsible for the creation of, like, the 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 titan shifters that came after her like what they would look like and then also the probably the titans that were put in the wall like she she was a slave even after death which is crazy to yeah. think about like you, wild like even in death like you said still a slave due to the you know the king of Edio's building bidding just just crazy we was titans <laughs> God, we, we was, was titans, titans. <laughs> we was titans but like it, it's just Oh man, I don't know that those two scenes. I was just like, man, it's crazy. But I mean, I understand you're. Uh, that, that's more of like a nitpick on the character. Than yeah, I feel no, like I this no, hundred percent. But that, yeah, that's why it didn't really bother me as much because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it was due to like the mental damage of like yeah. I, she truly did not, could not recognize the fact that she had after after becoming Titan, she had all the power to do with what she willed. She mm -hmm. just was a slave for probably for so long. She didn't know what free will was even like anymore you know yeah i mean those are basically also my favorite scenes as well from this episode so no, no need to really go into them as well as well yeah. as i already mentioned it uh, how basically we got to see uh you know elder become the empire that it was because you know they had ymir on, on their side and stuff like that so that that was dope as well i mean like um, uh mm -hmm. to, well to even like issue of further this is another like favorite of my favorite scenes not to cut you off but like aaron who while in the corner, after Zeke had given the command to euthanize everybody, Aaron ripped himself free of his chains and, like, grabbed her and was like, don't you just, like, 
I'll stop. I'll stop everything. You don't have to do this shit no more. Like you can be free as long as you like allow me to be. And like you finally see her anger and frustration like on her face, like her tears run down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I just that in itself was, I felt yeah. like a really good. Just brought home to the fact of like uh, even like uh, Aaron probably being the perfect person to confront her with it because his whole stance is freedom. Yeah. Also, with that scene, that was the first time they actually drew in Yamir's eyes as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because we never get to see so her could, eyes. So yeah, so you can see the full expression on her face, which was awesome. Which, you know, but just added to the extra emotion to the scene. So no, yeah, no, I I agree. That was a, that was a dope scene as well. But I mean, like I said, you already touched up on all my favorite scenes for this um episode as well. So like I said, there's really no need to you know go back and you know touch up on them again. Um, um, do you have anything else? Yeah, so or? there's just one one last thing. Um, okay. when when time came back, oh that that, that part, I agree. But I mean, I guess I thought you was also playing that, assuming that you was bringing that into as well when you was talking about when we first got to see Aaron's Fountain Titan. So I guess you already, I I just assumed that that was also part of the scene you was referring to as well. Oh, uh, a little bit. Uh, well, a little bit, kind of. I was. It was just more of like. Uh, I guess I did touch up on it a little bit, but like when we get to see the one, the the centipede thing attach itself to Aaron's head, and then <laughs> Which is him become him become the Valentine. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and all the fights that had were happening, like such as like uh, Armin and Mikasa fight uh, fighting uh, the Cart Titan, and then we uh, the walls coming down at the same time. So it's like, well, yo, what's happening to the people yeah. of Marley? It, that were- it immediately takes back place, like where like is it like legit. Aaron Zeke is still catching Aaron in his hand and stuff like that. It, it's, it picks up right back there. It's just wow. Yeah, and and then it just lets you. And then it's like the big question is like, yo, what what is about to happen after this? Because we don't know. The only the only stats we know is that like certain Eldians are because like, like uh, when Aaron did the call to all Eldians, we saw some of them and like the flashes. But I don't think he showed Zeke at all. So I, mm-hmm. one, I don't know if Zeke is alive after. Aaron transformed like right in front of his fucking <laughs> right right in front of his face. Um, we know that uh, Rainer had rushed to try and save Gabby, uh, with her being so close to it as well. And um, we did get a shot of Falco passed out uh, after eating. Uh, oh, did we? I must have missed that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he was. That. It was. It, it was. It, it's very easy to miss because it was like it, they just flashed to him for just a second. He's like laying down in the sand of a the coordinate world but okay. it was there and it's just and it just leaves you like wanting more like what is i, I need to see what else is about to happen with this <laughs> shit because this is fucking wild all right so with that being said we're just gonna move slap on to the rating for this episode and i actually first what would you give this episode i went first last time i ate eight and a half eight and eight and a half the you reason i feel like this isn't a nine and the only thing is because we don't necessarily get to see the culmination of it. Like, if if I had to choose a gripe with anything about this episode, a decent amount of it was spent like somewhat on like last episode's revelation, and then we get Yamir mostly Yamir backstory. But did, the thing is, we needed that backstory kind of to understand. I'm about to say the Yamir backstory was gold. Yeah, I no, mean, I, no, I said we need. That's what I, but I was like. If I had to give it like a reason, because last episode I gave it like a nine, and the, mm. but that was more so because we get to see Aaron's culmination of like everything leading up to that mo- to the moment we got in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, the reason for me if this feels like an eight is because it does like, I'll, it it does a lot. It's just missing. I feel like 
the payoff of this episode is going to happen in the next episode more so than this one because we get to see the founding titan it's just what is there gonna what is what's about to happen what is (laughs) because we now we now we know what everything uh that he has it it's now it's just a question of like what if leading forward so Depending, I, and it's really weird when you review a TV show because technically episodes can fall or rise depending on the episode following. The episode so. following, yeah. No, I, I I wasn't gonna give it a ten, but I was trying to debate with myself whether it was a nine or an eight. Um, because like in my opinion, like just the, for the fact that we actually got Ymir's backstory, this episode is wild in its <laughs> own self. And then even more for the fact that how we already talked about it, if we do truly have seven episodes left. In this final season, what the fuck is possibly going to happen from this point on? Like, I, I, I just, I, I just don't know. Like, is our our Armin and Mikasa are they going to turn on Aaron after what they just learned? Like, no, we don't think you should kill the entire world. And are they going to try and stop him then? Because then now, okay, what they do have a weapon on their side, they have the Colossal Titan, but it's like, I, I don't, I just, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, big. So big, I mean, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck between eight and a nine. Big, big questions. Um, I think that's fair. Like I said, I was kind of having a hard time. I just just more settled on eight because I felt like the bit the the payoff of this episode is going to be next episode, and we got a lot of great things. It just was. I don't know. I wasn't feeling like it was nine to like it didn't make me feel as much as last episode did. Yeah, I feel which you. I don't know if that's like bad or good on my part, but <laughs> hey. <laughs> I feel you. Well, if you're listening to this um, episode, comment down below what you think the rating for this episode is. We would love to know your opinions on this. Um, and with that being said, we're going to move on from Attack on Titan. And we're going to go into our last anime we have here for today. And oh my gosh, did they go off this episode? Demon Slayer, everybody. Boxing Entertainment, Slayer. Entertainment District Arc, <laughs> episode 10, Never, never give, give Up. up. And truly, and boy, oh boy, <laughs> did they not give up. My God. <laughs> so just right off the bat, which I'm just going to say this, it was not much we learned today, but just for continuity and sake of our format, here is some small stuff that we did learn today. Um, so one, we did get to see Tan- not Tanjiro. Um, Zenesu pull out a new move. Um, he has another move to his uh, his one form already. It's called God Speed. It's well, it's not a uh, flash God Speed. Yeah, I was about to say it's not necessarily a new form. It's just like uh, an evolution of like six of the move already, like yeah. sixfold. Yeah, yeah, God Speed. So, um, man, so he pulled that out today. <laughs> Apparently, he can only use it two at a, um twice, twice at a time, like when he's first battling and stuff like that. But you know, it's, it's, it's you know it's dope as shit though. Um, so glad that he has an, another you no know, something else hidden under his sleeve. Kept that kept that in his pocket for the right moment. <laughs> for the right moment. Um, something else we learned today is um just fucking apparently um my boy Nelsuke is immune to poison apparently. Um, Which is hold on. You said Nelsuke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because it sounded like you said Nezuko. And I was like, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Apparently he's immune to poison. That he can also shift around his organs and his body, which I'm not. Surprised about that part because he's a, this man right here. He can dis- dis- dislocate all his bones and fit into a little asshole. So I'm not surprised that he could shift his damn warriors around at all. Um, 
I'm more about surprised about the fact that he's just apparently immune to poison. Is it? All yeah. of a sudden, but I, no, I, I'm a I thought that though. was I thought that was weird. Even when I read that in the manga, I was like, "How does living in the mountains make you immune? You gonna have to explain this to me." <laughs> like, but, I, but I'm I, a little mad though. I'll do the organs thing because we've already seen that in those cases with his body can do. Yeah, some that's crazy what I said. Stuff, I'll give so. you that. I'll give you that part. But the immunity to poison, like you said, how does you just living in the mountains automatically make you immune to poison unless you ran into a lot of poison creatures and stuff like that, then okay. But, like, anyways, like I said, I'm a little mad. <laughs> I'm a little mad. I'm a little mad. Um, also, we found out uh, this episode that Tangan can apparently use his muscles to stop his heart, which allowed him to fucking crazy. Not to allow him that, which allowed him to not um get a, a killed, taken out by the poison, a meat uh like we thought he had last episode. It's fucking crazy. But he did have to make himself pass out, so that's why we thought he was dead. Um, and then finally, within the culmination of everything, I'm not going to describe the scene, but finally, the last thing we learned in this episode, it seems like the sun breather mark or whatever that uh. Rengoku's dad was referring to it earlier in this season. Tanjiro may not have been born with it, but he seems to be able to manifest it if given enough effort. Because we saw it at the end of the episode. I'll get to the description later because I'm pretty sure that's like in, <laughs> that's definitely like in a favorite episode, right? Like that, oh that can't gosh. be. Oh my gosh, this is wild. But anyways, that's pretty much all we learned from this episode. We're gonna move straight into um dislikes i don't think either of us have any real dislikes like, for this episode because I, I think boy we kinda, oh boy i think we already touched on like our small nitpick which the, are, the, the, yeah the only small nitpick that I, yeah it is the smallest nitpick that you could ever have in this show the only thing i had was like there's a scene where zanetsu when that was zanetsu when zanetsu uses his god speed and then somehow inosuke catches up to him when i saw that i was just like how the fuck did you catch up to Zenitsu using his God speed? But then yeah. at the same time, like I said, that scene was lit as fuck anyways, though. So, like, I'm not putting too much on it. That's, like, one of the smallest snake picks ever. But definitely still not taking away from my enjoyment of the episode. Because, like I said, that scene itself was fire. Um, but, yeah, but that's it. So, just moving on straight into our favorite scenes. And, boy, oh, boy, I'm just say this right now. The whole damn episode. Like, I just, <laughs> yes, yes, one hundred days from theme with this so, episode. So, so I'm sorry, we, we, this might be long simply because just the demon saying thing. But from the moment in the beginning when Gyu Toro was talking shit to Tanjiro, he talking mad shit, shit, boy. I'm just like, damn, <laughs> big. I fucked your bitch vibes. Big. I fucked your bitch. Vibes. Uh, he 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 broke his fingers. He's egging him on, and then he offers to make him a demon because he's so weak. It wasn't even like out of like, for instance, Akaza offered Rengoku to become a demon out of like respect and uh, for him being a warrior. Gyutaro was like, "You shit, you need it. You not strong. <laughs> <laughs> like who the Which fuck is, is you? Why? But then at the same time, it's like I guess he also took pity on him because like even though he did mention that the only sister he cared about is his his sister, but I guess just he for rec- the fact that he was a brother and that he was an older brother as well. He was like, yeah. you know what? You know, your, your, your younger sister is stronger than you. You shouldn't be like this. Well, yeah, she is a demon. He was like, oh, wait a minute. How about this? Why don't you just become a demon? Then you can protect your sister. <laughs> another, thing I, another thing I really liked about that scene was uh, Daki being like, what the f- Bro, what, what, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was like, I'm not cool with that. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, it's just wild. But yeah, just that, that whole first eight minutes of the show when when Gia's is just straight talking shit to Tanjiro is just wild. And then, and, 
And then two minutes after that, Tandro tries to take off running, and you was like, damn, my boy going out sad? He just trying to escape? That's crazy. That's not he's, that. he's just straight talking. Like, the whole first eight minutes of this episode is legit just Giotoro talking shit. Like. And then Tandro, and then Tandro's <laughs> like, look, man, I, I know I can't do it. So we think, and then Tandro takes off running. And you're just like, well, I mean, I can't blame him. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I can't. We we know he can't. And then Giotoro's just like, uh, basically dashing in front of him, kicks him off to the side. He's like, boy, where you where you think you're going? We was having a conversation. <laughs> I don't know where how you thought you was gonna outrun me. Oh, but lo man. lo and behold, I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to describe. <laughs> See, that's Sebastian telling me to stop describing the episode, but I can't, Sebastian. It's the whole episode. <laughs> he uh he catches him off Tandro catches him off guard, gets him with one of the poison kunai, and use that chance as an opening to slash Giyutoro's head off. Yes. And uh, for a second you think he about to get it. So let me oh st- let me God. stop right there. So I when when that scene was happening, like he's just randomly throwing stuff at Giyotoro, I didn't I didn't see like the kunai but like if you i went back and watched it like a second time and you can you can actually see the frame where he throws the kunai they don't show it but you you can if you're paying close attention you can see which frame it is he actually threw the kunai Mm -hmm. but when i was when i first watched the first time i thought that like that bag he threw at him i thought that was like a bag of hysteria or something so i thought the bag was gonna be able to was was which was gonna actually fuck up Toro and not that him having a kunai so which was also you know was another shock factor because I thought, like I said, I thought it was gonna be. I thought that pouch of bag he threw was like a bag of wisteria or something. But apparently, he was just using that to cover the set yeah. of the kunai. The, the, yeah, which yeah. ah, such a goddamn, goddamn. Yeah. It's just and, wild. And then, and wild. then from there, and then from there, because I'm trying not to describe the episode fully by fully, but like we get Zenitsu popping off with the Godspeed, which insane by the way, because it was just like all you you don't even necessarily see him, you just see him of energy. And he catches Daki from like intercepting them, and he instantly goes—well, not instantly, but he he cuts off all his ribbons, and then he unleashes got his second burst of Godspeed to go directly for the head. And it's like, oh shit! Well, if Tandro can get Gitar, that that's it. We got it. But I was waiting for Zanesu to pop his ass up that rubble the entire episode because like. As Gator is talk, talking shit to Tanjiro, he mentions how, you know, he's going through everybody like, you know, this guy's dead. You know, he's hurt. I stabbed the boy in the heart. And he was like, look at that guy over there. The rub, the building fell on him. And I'm not even going to bother killing him. I'm just going to let him die. Yeah. I immediately knew. I was like, that's what you fucked up right the there. Because if you think that this damn rubble is going to keep Zanessa down, you got another thing coming. So I was just waiting for that motherfucker to pop up out that rubble. Yeah, I was yeah. waiting for him. And then, lo and behold, here, oh, here he come. Go. Here that boy come. I'm, come. Like, I'm like, I'm like, damn, damn what I'm talking about, Zanessa. Talk your there shit. He there he is. <laughs> Talk your the, shit, boy. The goons. I actually said that when, uh, so like, so I'll, I'll, I'll get a little bit further into it. But um, basically, Tanjiro, unfortunately, could not cut off Gator's head within that moment. So not really a surprise, I feel like, to anybody because we knew that Tanjiro was already like on the brink of like, fuck, I, I, beg, I got barely any strength left. And Giyutora had already shown that he can power his way through that poison. So, uh, right when Giyutora got up, tried to kill, hit Tandro, oh, lo and behold, Tangan, Tangan the God, <laughs> came out of nowhere and uh, defended Tandro. And then they go on the approach, the attack. And it is my boy said, the, We're going for the win. <laughs> best, some of the, oh my God, probably like 
the I don't know if I would say the best because the movie still is pretty fucking up there, but Tangan's moves were animated. The, the last so fucking good six minutes of this episode was just nothing but straight eye candy. Just yes. nothing but straight eye candy. The yes. the fight between like you thought the fight their first fight between Tengen and Girato was wild. But then this fight when Tengen pulls up, he this man keep in mind now, this man already done lost an arm. So he only has one arm left. This man pulls up with straight vengeance. Figures out the patterns between his blood sickles and then just proceeds to go ham. (laughs) Like, it's just wild. He he compares them to music. He's like, I found Gerondo or something. Like, he felt like, compared to like musical notes and he's using that to like dismay and dodge it. And he's the whole time Tandro's on his back and he's like, don't, and he yells out, don't let up. Tandro jumps over him to like slash Giotora and Giotora catches him with a sickle. First off, I just want to say, as a manga reader, I thought they were going to censor that. Because they of how not. brutal that they was. They did like, not. That, and they, I'm so glad they didn't because it caught him and I guarantee I, I gasped. I was like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? You, boy, I'm pretty sure all anime only gasped at that moment right there because that I, was wild. That shit was wild. And I was watching that shit like I was watching that shit like I hadn't read because what the hell? And, huh, and just going from there, you get. The it, basically the, the culmination of Nosuke coming out, them doing it all together, and it was just whoo. And they chop up the head. heads. It oh, I could not. You could not ask for better. Like it, I said, it, the the last maybe not even six minutes. It's more about because, like I said, the first eight minutes of the show is just legit gear toward talking shit. So probably like the last twelve, fifteen minutes of this episode. This it, was just straight pure eye candy. I mean, especially the way they animated Zenitsu. Like they all, they always animate the fuck out of Zenitsu shit. But the, this, time, this time, how they did it. Oh man, <laughs> like this shit. Oh, it looks so beautiful. It looks so beautiful. And then you know what? I'm no longer mad at Tenga's animation at all. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm not. I mean, I wasn't mad before, but like at, th- at this point, all doubts in my mind are gone. That shit is amazing. That shit is amazing. Um. Just the way it looks visually and stuff. That shit is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then, yeah. And then like, the whole time this is happening, his wives are just up top, chilling, watching the fight go down, which is crazy. Like, I thought, you know, they would have got out of there after they, you know, let all the spins go and stuff like that. But, you know, they just sitting there watching the fight go down. Chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It, oh, but the thing... It was crazy. And I had this in my notes. It's like, I, well, the fight's over, but now we got to wonder if Tandro... Is gonna make it through this poison, cause that's the last thing we got to see was him. I'm just... gonna say this right now. Ah, highly doubt it, cause as we all know, Tanjo is the main character. He's not gonna die from this poison. If he does end up dying from this poison, they switch main characters. That is that is the biggest I mean, part to his. I have like, seen the anime. Look, look, but Tanjo does not have the Omega plot armor. As like Naruto does, where you're named after the series, where your no, series no, he, is the no, name. He, no, 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 so. he doesn't. Tanjiro gets fucked up in this in this show. Like he gets fucked up a lot of the times. But like I said, I would just I'm gonna say this once. I'm gonna say it again. I will be hella surprised, and this will be one of the biggest plot twists ever in anime if they kill off Tanjiro and just keep the series pushing forward. Like that would be some wild ass shit. Now, like I said, that's highly unlikely in my opinion, just from you know just watching animes, but. 
if they if if that's what the writer decides to go with, hey, I can't be mad. This is her story, not mine. I cannot confirm or deny anything. <laughs> but I will say when I read when I was reading at this point, I legit thought, oh, this is this is I I, I ooh. <laughs> I, in my head, I was like, I'd be surprised. I was basically where Ace was. I was like, holy shit. Like, what? <laughs> but like I said, with Tanjiro being the main character, I highly doubt that he's oh, dead. An, an, now, um, on the other hand, though, Tengen might be gone, everybody. Oh, that, yeah, because he got... He, he, that he last, be gone. The last hit he took, which I forgot to mention, when he was in... When when he was fighting Giotoro, Taro, and making that, like, last-ditch effort... Giotoro got a clean cut like on his head, mm-hmm. like in his face. I, I think he might have lost an eye. I'm not 100% sure. It looked like that's it, it, like when he did cut him in the face, it looked like he did cut him straight over his eye or like, like, like in this almost like the spit, like right there between his yeah. eyes, something like that. So it did look like I wouldn't be surprised if he did lose an eye. But even after that, at the end of the scene episode, after they cut off their head. Gear to our body just straight up explode and just mm-hmm. blood sickle slashes goes everywhere. everywhere and decimates basically the whole the whole entire area where they was just fighting it. And yeah, and I mean the entertainment was crazy. The entertainment district at the beginning of this episode we already got we already got to see it was in shambles. It was destroyed. Like how much more can you do to this fucking area? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the entire place is basically just decimated now and. He tried. I'm assuming that's what it looked like. He was trying. He was. To he catch. was telling he, yeah, to catch Tanjiro because he was telling Tanjiro, you know, like it's not over with yet. Run, run, run! But you know, Tanjiro couldn't hear him because he was in the midst of passing the fuck out. Yep. So I'm assuming that you know, Tink is you know probably tried to you know shield him and stuff like that. You know, and whatnot and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Us anime only. I think our boy is gone. I think he gone. I think we finna see our second Hashira go down. Um, not at the not at the expense of nothing though, because we did finally check out an upper six. Supposedly, hopefully, we you know we got them both beheaded. So that should be the end of the upper six. Um, but the I fact think that I think that, our boy is gone though. Yeah, man, the fact that that explosion went off, I just who it's still not over. It's still not over. <laughs> I, th- I oh, think our this, boy's gone, which this, which just brings me back to our, my earlier point, though. They should have did all this shit in one season, which technically they still do it. They still did do it all in one season because they right before they premiered the Entertainment Discard, they went through the Mugen Train art. So technically, they still do it. They still did do it like that. But they if they if if they had just done the movie in this, it would have been hype still as well. But like like you were saying, if if it could have been if they were going to do the season anyway. They should have just done it from the gate. Yes, because if they would have just done it straight from the gate, season two legit will be one of the best seasons in just anime ever. Like, we got, oh my, it's just, oh my gosh. I'm going to keep saying it. They should have just went on ahead and adapted the Mugen Train arc into the regular episodes. Even though, like, well, they did it, but they should have just stuck with that plan from the beginning instead mm-hmm. of doing the movie and then going back on that word and adapting the Mugen Train arc anyways. It's just like, what's the point? Like, you should just did that to Yeah, it should just. Either one or the other. Regardless, though, this episode was the shit. I, yeah. Uh, to get into rating, I don't know about Alex. I gave this a ten. I know, slap ten, slap yeah. ten. I, 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 it's I, like the our hype. I, I'm not even going to explain it that much, but our hype should let you know how good this episode was. It, it is. It is a slap ten. No questions about it. Like I said, my, that my one little nitpick I had has can definitely not affecting this rating at all. It slap ten. It was a good ass episode from beginning to from beginning to end, and like 
arguably some of the best animations that we've seen in the last piece and Raz, ah, ah, last recent years <laughs> from an uh, from an anime. Um, it's just wild, and I don't know if you guys can hear this in the background though. My dog is still being very clingy right now. He is, <laughs> he is not letting up right now. But um, yeah, I mean, slap ten. I have no complaints at all about this episode. It was like I said, the entire episode after Gator got started t- done talking shit, straight eye candy. Um, yeah, just the nothing but the hype. The fight was amazing. Um, then they even left us on a, another um cliffhanger. So I mean, I, I have, I have no qualms. I have no, no notes. No, 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 no. I mean, no notes. Slap ten. Put no. Put it on there. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say other than that. It's just a slap ten. This is definitely one of the best episodes of Demon Slayer there's ever been. Um, argue with your mama, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just, just straight facts. This is one of the best Demon Slayer episodes there's been so far. If not, it's probably the best episode of Demon Slayer out right now. If it's not. Um, I mean, with all that being said, I just, I damn sure just can't wait to see this, the last, you know, episode of the art. Yep. Apparently it's supposed to be slated for 45 minutes. So we're going to get a ton of exposition, hopefully, out of this art, which and hopefully they set up by this. Hopefully they explain which, you know, what's going to happen next and go, you know, set up the next art. So mm-hmm. hopefully we get to see what we're going to get into next after yeah. this um, episode. And hopefully we don't have to wait too long no. for the next season. With the manga being officially done, the breaks should not be too long apart. Of course, there's still going to be breaks because, as we all know, Demon Slayer, they have, they're going to want to keep up the reputation of having yeah. this amazing A-plus grade of quality of animation. Mm-hmm. So we, are, we already know it's going to take them some time to sit back and go through the next episodes and make sure they, they keep the same level of quality. I'm not, I'm not denying that at all. I'm just saying the breaks between sieges now should not be as long because all the material is done. The manga is finished. All the material is done. So we, the wait should not be as long this time. So hopefully if we don't see season three by the end of this year, like holiday season or something like that, hopefully we see it early next January. Yeah. Um. But hopefully, hopefully I'm, I really hope we just get the next season. This is this holiday season. That's what I'm hoping. Mm, same, same. Th- that's what um, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> this, like I said, all all the material is done. So what next, what are we waiting for you foldable? Unless like the only possible thing that could push back like the scheduling is if you foldable picks up another anime and stuff like that. I'm not sure if you foldable is working on anything other than Demon Slayer right now. I don't um, think so. But I mean, hey, after this, I'd, I'd be surprised if anime if people aren't bucking down their doors to <laughs> adapt shit. Yeah, definitely after this, you know, season of um, Demon Slayer, I would not be surprised if we start seeing, you know, Ufotable put their touch on other animes and stuff like that. Like I said, I'm not sure if they are animating anything else right now. I'll have to look that up. That this that would be some that would be something interesting. Though, is there any other animes that Ufotable is also working on right now? Um, but they, I mean, I don't know if they do all of the fate stuff, but I know they're pretty heavily involved with fate, and that has been getting like a couple movies here or there. But regardless, they've been doing a really good job. I cannot wait for the next episode and yeah. then subsequently the next season. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, before McMillian takes us on out of here, I'm going to say this real quick. So, um, as we already stated, next week is the last episode of Demon Slayer, which means that it'll be taken out of our weekly rotations. 
Um, so we're either going to find something to, to replace Demon Slayer for the rest of the winter season, or we're just going to stick with Attack on Titan and Case of Benitas. The high likely cases, we're just going to find something to fill it in this slot. Um, mm-hmm. So once we do find something, we will let you guys know. Yep. Stay and, tuned on the socials. Yep. And with that being said, McMillan, you want to take us on out of here? All right, guys. Uh, if you, whew, all that hype. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, as always, thank you for coming and watching slash listening. If you are listening to any, on any of the audio streaming platforms, please do remember to follow and possibly give us a and give us a good review on that uh, service. Um, if you're on YouTube, you already know it. Hit that like and pop. Please subscribe um, to keep so you can uh, stay up to date when we release these uh, our you know our videos. Um, also, to make sure that you're keeping up to date with all things Girl Talk Council. Follow us on our social media at Gurren Otakus on Twitter, at Gurren Otaku Council on Instagram. As always, hope you guys are having a, uh, have a great day. Meeting adjourned. Peace.